redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, not. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Kolpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, everybody? We are back with another episode of your favorite Fluent Grace podcast. Go in with the one and only Tyler LaFoy. Yo. How was it you said it that very first week? You were like all... LaFoy. Yeah, there you go. He's back, folks. The LaFoy. In the flesh. Well, in in the voice flesh. That's right. You can't currently see his flesh, but he is flesh and bones. But for the right price, I can make special appearances. Uh, so I saw this yesterday. We're going to keep this part short. We're going to straight uh, skip straight to the content. What are we talking is, about today, Tim? Which is what Tyler loves, right? He, he can't handle this, you know, True. mindless. Hey, we have t-shirts coming. That's all I'm going to say. That is true. I had totally forgot to mention that. Uh, we did make some t-shirts uh, last week. Mm, I don't Wait, before, yeah, I don't know yet. We don't have them in yet. We'll be selling for forty dollars. <laughs> that's right. Tyler's but, gonna take the T-shirt that he paid X amount of dollars for, and he's just gonna double the price. That's right. It. He uh, doesn't really want a T-shirt. Exactly. So, I'm uh, just looking to pay for daycare. There you go. We do have T-shirts though, so if anybody's interested, uh, we've actually had our first uh, couple listeners who have requested T-shirts as well. I'll so. sign my T-shirt, and you can have it for fifty dollars. There you go. That's a low, actually $100. My signature's worth more than that. Yeah. He, Tyler also offered, right, I have a chocolate bar here in my office. Oh, yeah. And he took like three bites of it, and, and he offered the rest of the chocolate bar to anybody that would want it. So if you want a chocolate mm-hmm. bar that Tyler's eaten off of, you can have some of his DNA. And make checks payable f- to Tyler LaFoy Enterprises, LLC. All right, so would your LLC make and or sell this item that I saw yesterday. Okay, what? Uh, it's something that goes in the shower, and it is a can or wine glass holder that oh you put in the shower. Gosh. No, we would not. I'm just saying, like, if you if you have to have a beer can or a wine glass holder in the shower, you may or may not need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, if you can't get away from the cup for, uh, you know, 10 minutes. In, in all fairness, we rip on Mississippi quite a bit, right? Yep. I have to say, this is one of the most Alabama things I've ever heard of. It's true. Or Florida. I mean, let's just put it on Florida. We could do that. Yeah. It's the most Florida thing ever. Yeah. Florida man would probably do this. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, this is our recommendation of something to never spend hard-earned money on. And if you do then seek counsel. Right. And even, right, let's take the alcohol out of it, because this is a student podcast, right? No, this is true. Let's say Mountain Dew. If you mm-hmm. can't go the amount of time it takes to take a shower without a can of Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. we have bigger problems. You do. You do. Your kidneys are failing. That's right. 
And don't give me any of this. Well, they're now coming out with like do zero sugar crap because that's not any better. Mm-hmm. It's probably got aspartame in it. You'll get cancer. Yeah. So again, not, we're both doctors, so you should totally listen to what we say. Take our professional opinion or unprofessional opinion, as it were, and don't put a can holder in your shower because it'll kill you. This is true. You will die. Yeah, yeah. Surely die. As will every single other person on the planet, but, you know, we're going to leave that part out of it. That's true. What are we talking about today, Tim? This is a record. We're five minutes in, and we're jumping straight to the important stuff. Um, It's either a record or it's going to be the shortest podcast we've ever done. We shall see. We'll see. see. We shall see. We'll see. Uh, What would you rather it be? Um, I don't know. Because here's the deal. We're at about six minutes right now. The shortest podcast we've ever done is 16 Oh, dude, we got to beat it. We got to beat it. We got 10 minutes? To talk about depression again. We might do a part three (laughs) depression series. So, all right. So 10 minutes ties it, correct? Right. Oh, okay. I'm going to go right now. We're not beating this. We are. We are nine minutes. We got nine minutes. It's not happening. Because here's what we're going to do is, real quick, hopefully you listened to our first uh, episode where we talked about depression and kind of set an overview, you know, what what it is, what it's not. And I think if we had a couple main points to kind of bring from that, one of them is it's something that we don't need to back away from talking about. Right, and we need to talk about it. Uh need to talk about it on the podcast level, obviously, because that's what we're doing. But we also need to be able to talk about it with friends, with family members, with uh, trusted mentors, with you know youth leaders, pastors, teachers, whoever it is, uh, because as we are isolated, we are only making the problem worse. So that's one big takeaway. Do we have any other takeaways from our hmm. first one? Hmm. I maybe should have gone back and listened to it. Yeah, to, it's probably been a good idea. To remember. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here we go. Here's another takeaway. I think a lot of times people get this false idea that if you are a follower of Jesus, you should never struggle with depression. Yeah, that's poop emoji right there. That is. Next T-shirt, poop mm-hmm. emoji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that's not valid at all. Yep. A follower of Christ has just as much a chance to ever struggle with depression as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because while it is not a result always, sometimes it may be, but while it is not always a result of an individual sin, it is always a result of sin. True. So uh, just know that we are in no way saying that everyone who struggles with depression does so because they have sinned in some way, and so this is their form of punishment. That is not the case. And if anybody says that's the case, poop emoji. Yep. And we should actually talk about some people in Scripture who dealt with depression. We should. Just to show you that we're not yeah. making this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not making this up. Uh, depression is in Scripture. And uh, it's all through Scripture, actually. There's a lot of the biblical characters that uh, we may never have thought would have dealt with depression, but they did. Uh, so that's what we want to do today. We just want to kind of talk about it, hopefully to provide a little more support to this idea that depression is not something that we should equate with a lack of faith or a lack of trust in Jesus or a lack of love for Jesus or a lack of Jesus' love for you. Yep. Because that's know, not the case. You know, uh, I think a good person to start with there that we could just jump in with is Job, right? Job. Loved the Lord. Lord loved Job. Righteous man. Yep. Had everything. Had family, had had all the monies, big crib, big cars, 
you know, big speaking ca- of big cribs, big camels, you know. Speaking of, have you ever gone through or researched to see how much if he had everything that he had in today's world, how much that would be worth? I have not. Have you? I have. All right. What would it, what's it equivalent? This to? is an extremely conservative number. Okay. Extremely. But the number that that this particular group was able to come up with was twenty five million. Twenty five million. Wow. Yeah. Lost. Again, again, very conservative, because that's not taking into account land and anything else associated with that. That's just what Scripture says. He had, you know, a thousand oxen mm. or whatever. So twenty five million. Boom. Lost it all. Yep. Cliff Notes version. The enemy goes to the Lord. Says, "Hey, let me tempt your uh, your uh, righteous follower, Job. Is this correct, Tim? Um, let me tempt him. He's like, sure, go for it. You can tempt him, but you just can't kill him. And so, I think that's isn't that the uh, that's the narrative of Job, right? Yeah. And yeah. the very very well. First, you know, first God said you can't touch Job at all. Yeah, you can't touch Job. Right. That's right. You that's can right. Touch. And he can't. That's yeah. right." You're right. You can touch his stuff, you can touch his family. Yep. But you can't touch him. Yep. So that's, right. that's what Satan does. Job doesn't waver. So Satan comes back to God and says, "Hey, I got a new uh, new suggestion here. You know, what can we do? Because Job's Job's not buying my my temptations here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's staying true to you. I got to be able to do something else. Right. And so at that point, God says, "All right, you can touch Job, you just can't kill him." Right. I mean, literally, like the brother loses, loses, loses. Ugh, I'm getting tongue tied today. He loses it all. Loses. His, why can't I say loses? Why am I having trouble with that? That crystals. This is obnoxious. The crystals. This is obnoxious. Anyways, he loses everything. <laughs> oh man, they put something in my crystal burger. Um, in case you were wondering, folks, maybe this is the first time you've tuned into the Fluent Grace podcast. We are not professional. Oh no, we don't know what we're professionalism doing. Professionalism is so boring and overrated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who needs that? If you right. want to listen to that, go listen to that Gospel Coalition garbage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love the Gospel Coalition. Uh, th- read Shout it every out. day. Read yeah. it every day. Um, anyways, so dude loses everything. The brother's wife, though. Look, I'm not hating on women. I'm not hating on women. I'm just hating on this woman. <laughs> the most unsupportive lady ever. Like, this is what she says in, in Job chapter 2, verse 9. Job, are you still holding on to your integrity? Just go curse God and die. Wow. Yes, ma'am. What would you do if your wife told you to go curse God and die? <laughs> <sighs> Let's be honest. I probably would not have reacted with as much grace as Job did in this situation. No, no. I'd be like, you go bury your own. You can go bury yourself out there. Uh, but anyways, like, it's just intense, intense uh, bad stuff he's walking through, man. Yeah. Uh, and so... And he didn't, you know, just because he was in the Bible, we get this idea that, well, he was a super Christian, and so he was able to walk through this horrible situation, and, you know, he didn't really struggle with it because he loved God. And, you know, if he was... If I was in his shoes, then I wouldn't have really struggled with it either. Well, that's false, because you see in Job chapter 3, Job says, Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Oh, gosh. Translated, the dude wanted to be dead. Wish I was never born. Right. I'm in a position here that I would not want to ever have to go through myself. 
he was in a position that he wouldn't, you know, we use the phrase, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. Right. That's the position Job was in. Right. Like literally Job 10, I loathe my very life. Loathe, that word means hate. I hate my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my compliant and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. Dang. Think about that phrase, bitterness of soul. That's depression. Yeah, it's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. That's depression. Now, mm-hmm. again, we talked last episode about, you know, there's a difference between a clinical depression, which is more, you know, physiological, has to do with chemical imbalances, right? There's medication needed for that. There's also just the state of being depressed. You know, something has gone on in your life that you're just bummed out about, which is the phrase that we used last episode. Okay, uh, Job in this situation, we don't know if he was, quote-unquote, clinically depressed or not. Right? Scripture doesn't tell us that. Mm-hmm. But for him to use the language that says he loathes his life, he has bitterness of soul, mm-hmm. right? If you've ever struggled with depression, that's the kind of language that is used, okay? Now, we have not had to go through the type of situation that Job did, but there are folks out there that have gone through really, really tragic and trying times, and they identify with this language. Mm-hmm. And this is a very depressing place to be in. It did. And what was Job's, where, what point did he finally get to, Tim? Do you remember in the story? He got to chapter 37. Yep. And what happened in chapter 37? Uh, God has to. Uh, we didn't We didn't make the, the time, by the way. That <laughs> it's was, already been. <laughs> yep. That was. We ain't making it. Not the shortest podcast today, guys. All right, episode number 35 is over. Tune in <laughs> next time. That's right. To hear episode 36. Um, yeah, we get to the point where God has to come to Job and say, hey, look. Must be a podcast listener. Somehow we're broadcasting live right now, mm-hmm. and they're calling to chew us out for taking longer than, you know, 10 minutes. It's true. Anyway, God has to come and, and shake Job up a bit. Yep. And um, this is what I love. So... Job questions the Lord, and then the Lord responds to Job. And he's like, this is verse 4 of chapter 38. Hey, Job, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Who determined its measurements? Oh, surely you know, Job, because you were there, right? Who stretched out the line upon it? Hey, Job, on what were its bases sunk? Who laid its cornerstone? Was it you, Job? When the morning stars sang together... And all the sons of God shouted for joy. Were you there, Job? And he just goes on and on and on and on and on, making Job realize how small he really is. Not necessarily downplaying Job's bitterness of soul. Nope. Because, At all. Because the whole the the book ends. You remember how Job ends? The Lord restores Job. That's how it ends. Like he's after Job's ultimate good. But yeah. I mean, all depression and bad seasons are. It's, it's a time of testing and trial, and um, do you really believe God is good? Do you really believe that He is who He says He is? So. Which doesn't, that doesn't necessarily bring us out of that season. Nope. Sometimes it might, but that's not, you know, that's not us saying right here that, oh, all you got to do is trust God more, and then you're going to be freed from that time. Yeah. False. That is false. Absolutely false. But I think that's what people say too often who don't have a proper understanding of depression, anxiety, mental illness as a whole, they just try to throw this, you know, Christian verbiage on it and say, well, if you just trusted God a little bit more, you'd be fine. If you just had, if you just had more faith, that's why you don't, that's why it's not working out for you. 
had a woman, me and my wife, uh, struggle with infertility for three and a half years. We're doing an adoption yard sale. We had a woman walk up to us at a yard sale. God bless the woman. Okay. I, I don't know her intentions. But she's like, you know, the reason why y'all don't have a child is you just don't have enough faith that God can provide for one. It took every ounce of self-control for Heather not to throat punch this 60-year-old woman in the laryngitis. In, in the, in the, lor- the, the laryngitis. I almost said laryngitis. In the, uh, what, do you, what do you call the... Uh, the larynx? The larynx, is that a word? I have no idea. I don't, in the throat, okay? Like, just straight up punch, like head butter in the throat, okay? Oh, my goodness. Like, if you want to know what bad theology is, that's it, folks. That's terrible theology. But it's so easy to fall into that. Mm-hmm. Right. I, my guess is, obviously, I wasn't in that situation. I didn't see it. My guess is the lady had good intentions. Oh, sure she did. But the execution of said good intentions. I'm about to have to edit the crap out of some Eminem rapper. Oh, bro. My bad. <laughs> this is Tyler eating Eminem rappers. Um, so the intentions were good, but the execution of those intentions was miserable and did not help you guys out at all. Right. I mean, like, go, it'd be like going up to somebody who's has cancer. Hey, the reason you still have cancer right now is because you don't have faith that God will heal it. That is the biggest. You know what Jesus said, right? Oh yeah, everything you ask in my name. Well, that and He said you can move a mountain if you have enough faith. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. if I can move a mountain, mm-hmm. I should be able to get rid of this cancer. It's or... just it's just a small little word called context, Tim. Just some context. I don't need context today, do we? Mm-hmm. That was for back in the, you know, old days. We're enlightened. You're going to cause me to smoke a cigarette on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Tyler's about to headbutt whatever walks in that door next. The laryngitis. <laughs> That's right. I'm just going to headbutt the laryngitis out of you. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. And we digress. It is Dr. Seuss' birthday this week. It is. Piper went to school today as Cindy Lou Who. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Quick funny story last night we had our student meeting because mm-hmm. last night was wednesday night and uh so we did a little celebratory activity based on dr seuss to where all our small groups got together and they had to create a dr seuss-esque work uh-huh. based on a subject that we gave them yep and so uh, carly was setting all that up and she did it like this she said uh, we're going to celebrate someone's birthday today that someone is dead mm. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, Dr. Seuss. We still appreciate you, but that's awesome. You're dead. <laughs> we used to get kids to uh, for like icebreakers. We'd uh, turn on like a rap beat, and then you would rap a Dr. Seuss book, and whoever did it best won. That's pretty, good stuff. Pretty good. It's pretty good, good. Solid content. Yep. The next time we get all three of us together, Colin will rap a Dr. Seuss book. I just called it into existence. That's amazing. What's happening? We're all waiting for Colin to get back now. So he will be back at some point. Um, All right, so that's Job, right? Other characters in Scripture that that struggle with depression. Uh, All you got to do is move forward one book from the book of Job, right? I need my uh, table of uh, contents, Tim. I don't have one of those fresh out. But the book of Psalms. Oh, Psalms. Everybody everybody leaves out the P. I don't know why. Mm. Psalms. Psalms. Right. Psalms. Yeah. Do you have a speech impediment? No, it's Psalms. No, I'm just reading. <laughs> Psalms. That's all I'm doing. Psalms, the guy that wrote most of the Psalms. <laughs> we, should put, we should put silent P's in front of our names. Tim. <laughs> Tyler. Can we do that in front of Fluent Grace? 
fluent grace. <laughs> fluent. Fluent. I'm sorry, we digress again. Psalms. <laughs> Depression in the Psalms. We're shooting for a different record. We're going for the longest podcast yep. ever recorded. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We've already failed on the shortest. Yep. Um, yeah, so Psalms, right? We got a lot of these, and I think you referenced this last week, actually. Oh, right? yeah, it's go, everywhere. Go read the Psalms, and you're going to see uh, much bitterness of soul and much anguish. So you've got a guy here in the Psalms, and it's not just David, right? There's other guys that write some of the Psalms, and they're battling despair, which again is, I think we could accurately say, is another uh, word or form of depression. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see that in places like Psalm 38. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden that's too heavy to bear. Mm -hmm. Right? Have you ever felt as if you're having to carry something that is too heavy? Oh, yeah. I think sure. that's one of those um, word pictures there that I think a lot of times would describe going through depression or a, a season of depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalms 42, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Sounds like depression to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and David, David's a good example of the depression as a result of personal sin. He's a good example of that. If y'all remember yeah, back point. to... Uh, Second Samuel chapter eleven. We learned it's the whole it's the David and Bathsheba text. I'm not going to get into details of that. Just go read it for yourself. Second Samuel eleven. David's well. I'm going to have to get into it a little bit. David sleeps with another man's wife, gets her pregnant, tries to cover it up, has the dude killed to cover up his sin. The Lord sends a dude named Nathan to him to rebuke him of his sin. Uh, tells him a parable about this dude who committed the same type thing as David just did and he's like and then David's like this is a terrible person he deserves to die and, and then the dude's like that, that guy is you you're that guy and he's like then we see like this brokenness and um, just coming to the realization that he had sinned against the Lord and then the reality is the story does not stop there the Lord the Lord does forgive David of his sin but there's also there's also a consequence of his sin. Um, and then we see uh, in verse chapter 12, verse, end of verse 15. Um, actually, let's, let's start in uh, verse 13. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die, which is a good, a really cool gospel moment right there. I'm reminded of David of the gospel. But he says, verse 14, nevertheless... Because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Um, then Nathan went to his house. And then in the next little section, uh, David's child dies. It, uh, he just dies. And so, um, I mean, I can't imagine being a dad, the anguish over losing a kid, you know? like Because of something you did. Right. As a result of <laughs> not your only sin. are you just yeah. losing a kid, but it's yep. directly because of something you did. Yep, consequence of your sin. And so, uh, I think David's a good picture that we can see that your sin does have consequences, uh, real practical consequences. Um, and so, yes, there is grace for David because we go on to see that David is uh, what's he known for, right? He's the man after God's own heart. But David also had a very dark season, like any other person before Jesus, you know, like. So. Yeah, and like we said last week, um, you know, some some depression is a result of our sin and is a result of our 
poor choices. All of it's not. Yep. Again, you can't throw a blanket statement out there for this and just say that every bit of depression is caused by someone sinning, right? We said that again at the very beginning of this podcast. So hopefully you heard that. We'll probably say it again before we're finished. Mm-hmm. Depression is not always a direct result of your sin, but sometimes it is. Yeah, like if you do meth and you lose all your teeth, you're probably going to be depressed. So, <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that on the podcast. Well, it's a good example, though. <laughs> but it's true. It is true. It's just true. You're probably going to be depressed if you're gumming it up, okay, after doing drugs. So say no to drugs and just and realize— do it, And do what David did when you realize that you have made a mistake— Right? Right. Turn to the Lord. He will forgive you and extend grace. Might not. <laughs> you might Maybe not get new teeth, but you can always get veneers. We have digressed again. <laughs> it's, I'm always the problem. I'm the problem. Oh, you're the problem, or you could be the opportunity. Right? <laughs> Whatever way you want to look at the it. The opportunity for more discussion. So. Right. so we taught Job. We taught David. Uh, how about this? Let's throw this dude out there. What about Jeremiah? I think Jeremiah is a fitting example here. <laughs> Poor dude. Because Jeremiah was a young guy. Yep. And he was told to be a prophet. Hey, go pro- hey, hey Jeremiah, I got a I got an awesome job for you. You're gonna go proclaim the gospel to all these people, and guess what? They're not gonna listen to you. <laughs> like how depressing is that? Like, Jeremiah, your life's mission is to go proclaim this. This is what you were created for. Oh, and by the way, nobody's going to listen to you. And what's Jeremiah's response to that? Jeremiah chapter 20, Cursed be the day I was born. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't laugh at that. He fun. says... Sometimes I feel like Jeremiah. Do you feel like Jeremiah sometimes? Uh, Maybe not to that level. <laughs> not to that level. Not to that level. No, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, but yeah, the, the point is, God gave this task to Jeremiah. Jeremiah didn't sin and bring this discouragement, this depression upon himself. Uh, We're not talking about a situation like in Job's case where Satan brings it directly to Job. Mm -hmm. No, this was something that God, this was a task that God gave to Jeremiah to do. Mm -hmm. And in the process of fulfilling that task and following God's leading, Jeremiah just gets to the place where he says, cursed be the day I was born. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see the trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame? This is Jeremiah, and if you look at the first uh, beginning of the book, uh, this is a few, three or four books after Psalms, Uh, we see here uh, God calls Jeremiah, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, before you were born, I consecrated you, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So here's God calling Jeremiah out, saying, hey, I'm appointing you to go speak to the nations. Jeremiah's response is, ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. God's response, do not say I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Job's a teenager, maybe. We don't know what youth exactly was back in those days, but for all practical purposes, right? Job is a teenager that God gave this task to and says, here, go do this. Um, Job questions. He says, hey, you sure you got the right guy? I'm a kid. I don't know what I'm doing. God confirms, yeah, I know what I'm doing. You're the right guy for it. Mm -hmm. You get 20 chapters of Jeremiah where he is proclaiming God's word to the people. Like you said, they're not listening. They're turning their backs on him. Um, 
and then he gets to chapter 20 and says, curse be the day I was born. This sucks. Yep. But that goes to show you that you can uh, you can be obedient to the Lord and still walk through hard seasons. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's just a picture of, hey, maybe you're not in sin. Maybe you're doing what you were called to do, and maybe it's just kind of hard. The Lord has a hard season, you know, for you. Maybe your your time here on earth, maybe it's for a short season. Who knows? Let's let's just jump to the ultimate example. And and even with this ultimate example, we need to be careful what we say, because I don't know if depression is a good word. Maybe anguish would be a good word to use. Let's look at Jesus. <laughs> Jesus feeling anguish. We Jesus see him in did the, feel anguish. We see him in the garden, literally dripping, sweating drops of blood. That's some intense stress and anguish. Yeah. And I think as you look at the definition of the word depressed, there are some of uh, parts of the definition that can definitely apply here to this to Jesus in this situation. Uh, miserable. In this time, he was miserable. Okay. Now, now you could throw the the theological argument out here. Well, he was fully God. Can God be miserable? Maybe we're not going to get into that. But you <laughs> know what else Jesus was? We're not getting to the depths was? of the Trinity. You know what else Jesus was? He was fully man. That's right. Jesus, as a man, was miserable right now. If he can sympathize with our weaknesses, he knows what it's like. He was How dejected. Yep. He was downhearted. He was downcast. Despised. Despised. Despondent. Heavy-hearted. All these are words. These are synonyms of depressed. These are, you know, parts thing words that make up the definition of what it means to be depressed. Jesus was these things. So again, like we mentioned last week, could you throw a clinical depression on Jesus at this point? No, I don't. I don't think you can read into the text right there, at all. But what you can see is that there was an extreme anguish, like you said. There was a bitterness of soul here that Jesus had to respond to. And being fully God, he knew what he knew what was to come. He knew Isaiah fifty three yep. ten. It was the will of the Father to crush the Son. He knew he was going to be crushed. So, and like to know to know what's to come, and to to know the separation that you that you don't even know what that's like. He's never experienced it. He has not at this point in the text. Well, it hasn't happened, so he doesn't know what that separation is like. So, for someone who is in Christ and battling depression or anxiety or any other mental illness, what is to come? The exact same thing that's to come for anybody else in Christ. Eternity with Jesus. Yep. Right? The ultimate, you know, forward-looking here is eternal life with Christ. Again, is Jesus always going to pull us out of these situations? No. And I think as, as these examples we've looked at in Scripture, he didn't pulled Job out when Job was going through a rough time. He had to finish the work in Job. He didn't pull David out of this situation. His kid died. He had to complete the work in David. Or Paul. We hadn't even talked about poor Paul. Like No. And there's other guy, right? Elijah. Uh, He says in 1 Kings, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am not better than my ancestors. And I think Paul's story ends with him getting beheaded. You know? I think for sure that's his... Yeah, you know. I Christian think martyr. Debate. I think he's debated. He Look, dies. We'll go with beheaded. Right, he dies. That adds to the dr- dramaticness of the story. Either way, he's not alive anymore. Yep, yep. And, and just I don't in think case, he died in, peacefully. In case anybody's wondering, that's not in Scripture. 
but it is... Um, church history is the real thing. Yeah, church history. Uh, there are some outside sources, which is how we know about Paul's death. Josephus. Go Eusebius. look that up. Eusebius. There you go. Go look that up. Um, you got folks like Jonah, right? Jonah struggled with, with these feelings. He says, O oh Lord, take away my life, oh my. for it is better for me to die than to live. Can I just be honest about Jonah? And I and I and I and I'm with Jonah. I'm with Jonah. I am. I'm a Jonah too, man. Jonah's such a, ba- a a baby, man. I want to use other words, but it's not appropriate for a podcast. He's just a. He's a human. <laughs> he is, as we all are. <laughs> he he. he um, I just feel like Jonah punks out, man. Like, why me? Why you gotta do with me? So. Mm-hmm. Which I but which, which I which I um. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I'm with oh, him. What, we're we're okay. on the we're on the we're we're the same. So, yep. Um, I want to throat punch Jonah like I want to throat punch myself. So. We all deserve a good throat punch. Every I now agree. And then. I agree, especially women yeah. with bad theology at yard sales. <laughs> uh, take away from this podcast: <laughs> Don't be a person that walks up to somebody yard sale and spout off bad theology. Yeah, that's true. That is not helpful, especially or to a wife who's walking through infertility about their infertility. Anyways, yeah. Elijah, have, Elijah, yeah. So you got all these, basically all these guys, right? The ones we talked about, then Elijah, Jonah, uh, all these guys are basically telling God, "Hey, I would rather be dead than what I'm going through right now." If that doesn't communicate a state or season of depression, I don't know what does. Yep. So you're you're in good company. If you're walking through a season, you're not alone. Absolutely. So people who have gone before you, saints who have gone before you, uh, if you're a believer, your Lord who's gone before you. Yeah. And who is going with you. <laughs> we talked last night in our student uh, gathering. We sang a song, uh, an old hymn, It Is Well. Oh, man. it's a good one. And you've got this guy that loses his family. Very similar to Job, right? He loses a lot. Uh, Who wrote that? Watts? No. Um, Spafford. Horatio Spafford. Horatio, that's right. Horatio. That's right. If you ever have a kid who is a boy, you should name him Horatio. I had my, one of my best friends growing up was named Horace. Really? Horace. That was his name. God, I would struggle with that so hard. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So we were singing this song, It Is Well With My Soul. And you've got these verses um, that talk about just really communicate in song what we're talking about here. And you see what the hymn writer gets to is, no matter what it is I'm going through, it is well. What is he communicating when he says, it is well with my soul? It's not that he has to be happy in the midst of the situation. Mm -hmm. It's not that he has to appreciate the situation or season he's in. It's not that... Yes, there needs to be a level of contentedness in this situation, like Paul says. However, I, I think the course of that hymn speaks to something even deeper than that. Because the reality is, as humans, we're not going to be content when we're going through these seasons of trial and tribulation and pain and suffering. However, no matter what situation it is we're going through, we can be confident that if we're in Christ, it is well with my soul because... He has res- rescued us from the enemy. And he holds the situation. So no matter what it is we're going through, we can be confident that in Christ we have eternal life with him 
And that is something that we can look forward to. Once we get to eternity, again, like we talked about last week, once we get to eternity, all this stuff will be gone. We won't be dealing with depression, anxiety, death, sadness, grief, pain, suffering, any of this stuff. We're not dealing with it. But we got a little ways to go before we get there. Yep, for sure. Good podcast, Tim. So that is depression in the Bible. Yep. It's there. You just got to read it. And it's not the shortest podcast. It's not. Uh, it's not the longest either, so we're, we're about average. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, though, a little tease for next week. Oh, yeah, what are we doing? We're still on depression. Oh, okay. Because this is such a big topic. All right. But here's what I want to do next week. I want to start looking at depression in more of a cultural sense. Cultural sense, okay. So you can take that and think what you will. Next time we record... Fingers crossed it'll be next week, but, you know. You know how that goes. Right. Depression in a cultural sense. So uh, This will be our last, our last episode before spring break, because I'll be out of town. That's true. Spring break, <coughs> a time when those of us who don't get to participate in spring break get depressed. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And all you people who are going to the beach, well, just enjoy it, because... One day you'll be old like me and won't get spring break. Dude, this is the first time I'm getting to go on spring break and not have to prepare a sermon while I'm down there. I'm pretty stoked. It's just always worked out with the teaching schedule. The last three years, I've had to teach the Sunday coming back from spring break. So I'm at the beach studying, which isn't a bad place to study, first of all. But you still got that limit. You know how that is. You got something looming over you got to do. That's like whenever I get the opportunity to lead worship here. I often get the weeks where the time changes. Oh, that's the Sunday. Are you leading? I'm not. Ooh, <laughs> I enjoy. Get, I get next Sunday. So oh, okay. there you go. There we go, folks. Episode number 35 of the Fluent Grace podcast. Uh, we are glad to have you listen. So uh, we would ask that you would go take this and share it and like it and, and comment on it. Do all those things. And maybe even, Colin will come back. Yeah, we're doing all this just so Colin will come back. So... Uh, I don't even know what all the things are that you can do, but do it, and maybe we'll uh, keep getting some traction on this thing. So appreciate you guys for listening, and we will check in with you next time we do this. Doses. Later.